Hey, thanks for being a part of the conversation. Let's do it. Let's play it forward. These are real people with real stories. The struggle to play it forward. Episode number 613 is with Dr. Heather Brown, author of the book, Speaking With Your Heart. I am great. How are you, Errol? Absolutely fantastic. Very excited to talk with you because I see this book as being more than just for couples, but rather businesses, because we've all got to get along. And I think that we have really kind of messed up our way of building a relationship, creating communication, and and basically having compassion for each other's lives. I agree. I agree. And in a business where there's a little bit of a different shoe you're wearing, the components of a healthy conversation, the things you need to think about before you step in are paramount. And I've done a lot of business consulting, so it makes sense. It creeps through in my book. When we talk about the title, Speaking with the Heart, I'm a transition walker. I, I really do get into setting my intentions and things. Is this what the book is about? It's about getting to know who is living in your heart so that other people can like you. Well, absolutely. What a beautiful, beautiful awareness. And also so that you can like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's also the place that some people might not like you and and that's okay. And how do you deal with it? Hopefully your partner will. (laughs) But if you don't start with loving yourself, you don't really have that much to offer anybody else. And so I want to make certain we start from that place and then also realize if you don't want to be around me, I got to I got to figure this out or we got to look at what are we doing here? And I, I love the way that you put focus on having patience with your romantic life. I mean, I think the word patience is we live in this this Amazon world where we want it in two days or we're going to complain. And, and then we, I think we treat love that way, too. I want my love right now. Give me my love. Yes, it's very microwavable. And <laughs> the, the, the best things are marinated. Yes. The best things, you know, are rich and deep and have lots of flavor and There's a huge difference if you cook with fresh herbs and dehydrated. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with love. And I say give quick too. give quick little packs and little little presents and little sweet little messages. But you want to make certain deep down inside you're feeling cared for. You're feeling as much as can be understood. You're feeling partnered. And so there's all these important conversations that couples don't have. How how can I care for you when you're scared? What do you want when you're angry? Yeah, yeah. What's the best thing when you're triggered? Mm. Am I helping you when you're anxious? What do we do when your mom goes off the rails? There's all these conversations. Am I loving you well? One of the things I tell people is a little bit before bedtime at night, ask your partner, is there any place that I've missed you today? (laughs) Yeah, right? Or is there anything I wasn't aware of that you want me to be aware of? And then listen and then give back to them and then say, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I don't ever want you to feel missed any any full day in our relationship. And then say, where did I love you the most? Yeah. Where did you feel the most cared for? Because that way going forward, you will not have a day where you can't say, I was intentional in my love. I tried to clean up anything I needed to clean up. Yep. And I really wanted to make certain I was loving my partner well. Wow. That's bliss that's bliss and then to know that my partner really tries to come through every single day tries to correct where i don't feel close yep yep. how glorious would that be 
Wow. That is so close to the mantra that I live by because I, I, in my daily writing, I ask the question, are people happy to see you? And I said, no. And then I asked the question, why not? Because they want to be seen. They are happy that I am seeing them. And now you just gave that a real solid foundation of, okay, when I say this to somebody, they're going to understand it because you're talking about it and you wrote about it and speaking with the heart. And, and it's going right off of what you're saying. You're saying, I want to love you. Yes. How am I doing that well? It's one thing for me to say, love me like this, love me like this, love me like this. And you know, and I'm going to need to tell my partner some of those things. But we all want someone to say, how can I love you? Mm-hmm. How can I do this even better for you? We all want to be cared for. Mm-hmm. We all want to be important. And, and we have to ask ourselves, Am I making my partner important? And in your beautiful awareness, you, you you share that. I'm wanting to be kind, fun, happy, pleasurable for people to be around because then they feel better. That's right. And the key to that is the other, not just ourself, because then we become selfish and self-indulgent. Do you think that the rise in separations and divorce with 50 to 90 year olds is because people have forgotten to listen to their partners? Yes. Yeah. Listen, care. We forget that it's a gift to be in a relationship. God, not the truth. I'm a widow, and I'm so grateful that I used to say to my husband, thank you for choosing me. Mm-hmm. Today, thank you for choosing me. I realized it was a choice. And if you think about it, if you want someone to be in your life, why would you not want them to know every single day? Like, I realize you don't have to be here. You're choosing to, even though I can be kind of a jerk, mm-hmm. you're still choosing to. I appreciate you. I respect you. I ask couples to say to each other at the end of the day, where did I love you best? <laughs> where did you feel the most cared for? Ever? And then say, would you receive a little bit more right now? Will you let yourself receive a little bit more love right now and people say well i don't want to do that i think wait what (laughs) why would you not want to love the person you're with and why would you not want to receive love with the person that you're with Mm -hmm. to me it's the best part of life you know where i went wrong in the beginning stages of my 32 year marriage is that uh i think that i became codependent and i had to learn how to because i did not want to be separated from her i didn't want to go to work i didn't want to go do things with the guys i just wanted to be with my best friend and so i had to deal with being a codependent well and it's not as much fun being homeless with your best friend Mm -hmm. as as it is as having you know a table and a bed. So it's a beautiful thing to want to be together all the time. But then there comes the question of, am I caring for you? Right. Am I helping you have a better life? Mm-hmm. Am I concerned about what you want as well? Is it best for you to be around me all the time? And the answer is probably, no, sometimes I need to see my girlfriend. Sometimes I need to go to the gym. Sometimes I need to see my mom. We, we do need to go to work. Plus, when you have entrances and exits, you can miss the other. During COVID, people forgot this. And so I would tell my clients, I want you to close that door. That's the office door. And when you come out, I want you to be excited like you're walking through the front door Mm -hmm. to your partner. Mm -hmm. Hey, how'd work go? Because we we lost the newness. And that's one of the most beautiful parts of a relationship. Oh my gosh, I missed you. Can I have a hug? Can I have a kiss? Because it it starts it once again. 
here's a here's a new page in our relationship. Hello. How are you? Oh, I have to go now. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to carry you in my heart until I see you again. <laughs> what a beautiful thing, right? <laughs> I can ask you a question. You, you, are, are you a radio person? And the reason why is because everything that you're talking about and writing about is thinking about who's receiving what you're bringing. Because that's the way radio people are trained. Who is she? How old is she? Where is she? And, and how many kids does she have? I mean, you are all about who is receiving. And I'm not a radio person in the sense that I'm I'm a therapist and I'm I'm an author and I'm a writer and a speaker, but I love doing podcasts. Yeah. And this this is what psychotherapy is. What is it that you need? What's not working? How do I help you figure out what you can do differently? What's a different outcome you want to have? So there's a lot of crossover. And so when people said you should do podcasts, it was incredibly comfortable. <laughs> it feels like what I do so much of the time. But we just don't have some big issue we're having to deal with. We get to talk about the, the fun things. Do we base love on a lie? Oh, share more. In other words, it's it's like, do we do we fall deeper in love because we know that there was a little white lie that could have been shared. All of a sudden, you don't want to deal with that. Or maybe you need to start asking the questions of why. First of all, why did it even happen? And then let's grow together so it doesn't happen again. Because I, I'm really addicted to awareness. And, 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 I, and I want to know what led up to it. What were the triggers? And was it based on a lie? See, now you know what kind of a daily writer I am. I ask really weird questions. Yeah, that is a very unique question. I would say that would depend upon the individual yeah. because some people are very, very honest and congruent. Sometimes also we're not aware that we're not aware. And then we'll come back and say, you know what? I told you this. It is so not true. Please forget everything I said. I just read this paper and it's this. But yeah, there's a place to ask yourself. If, if there is a lie there, it's not love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if there's a lie there, I'm not caring about you. And there's a part of me that I'm disowning myself from really recognizing. Yeah. And I'm believing on some level that you won't receive me with my truth. Now, here's the part that's really mucky. And this is what I see in my office a lot. That might not be true. Mm. Maybe if you were to tell me the truth, I'd say frustrated, irritated. <laughs> okay, we got to learn from this. What do we do next? But if you lie to me because you believe I won't accept you, that is now your fear, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which the longer you don't say it becomes your belief. And now you start to distrust me. Mm. She won't really love me. And I've had no opportunity to prove otherwise. And then you start to believe you're not really loved and you can't really be loved. And I have no idea this is going on. So you create a lie in the relationship, yep. which I'm not aware I'm a part of, and you're viewing me negatively. And maybe I would have loved you completely. So you rob yourself of truly finding out. Now, it's uncomfortable to share something with someone who's important to you and have them say, I don't like that. I don't accept that. But then you know their truth. And so then you can actually work on, well, then what do we need to do in this situation? Because I do want you in my life. So what do we do about this? Not, I'm going to keep this hidden within myself and I'm not going to share it with you. And this is going to dictate our relationship going forward. 
So lying isn't loving. Lying is protecting yourself. Yep. 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 That's not love. When you speak of connections and you say changing your connection, that means we've got to disconnect from something, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would say it, it, it's probably disconnecting in either a shallow way or in a preconceived idea. Mm, yep. In the head. If, if you go in openly, I want this conversation to go well. What is it that you're wanting as well? I want, I want to make sure you're not going to scream at me and yell at me and blame me. Okay, I agree. I won't do that. What are you wanting? I'm wanting to feel safe with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do we need to do? Then we start to create what that connection is. And it changes conversation by conversation. I used to call my husband when I'd have a tough day at work. And I'd say, just tell me you love me. Yeah. And he'd, he'd say, <laughs> baby, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, just tell me you love me. And then he'd say, why do you not know that I do? I'm like, oh, would you just tell me that you love me? And he'd say, I love you. I'm like, thank you. And I'd hang up. There yep. was one time I picked up the phone and he said, I love you. And I said, thanks, sweetheart. I love you too. And I hung up. And then I went, stop. Picked up the phone, called him back. And I said, that was really sweet. (laughs) And he said, you you didn't need it right now, did you? And I said, no, no, I didn't. But I want to receive it. So what we need in connection is not always the same. Sometimes our need is really deep. I'm scared, I'm fearful, I'm overwhelmed. Sometimes it's light. Like, just be here with me. Yeah, yeah. And the beauty of relationship is keeping it fresh. Right now, what what do you desire with me? In this moment, how are you gonna feel close to me right now? Mm-hmm. And we don't think about that. Yeah, we're all good, we're all good. And he knows I love her. It's all fine. Yep. I mean, that's okay. That's okay. I, I just like to create a little bit more in in relationships. I, I like people to feel loved and loving and in love. And so for people who are emotionally centered, that's the kind of that's the kind of experience I, I love having. And so that's what I share. Why is it the older we get that uh, most couples treat their love like religion and politics in the way that we're not going to speak about why we're still in love? We're not going to share the journey of what love is because I really have to pry it out of couples and stuff. You know, so just tell me the secret. What should I expect now that I've hit year number 30? And, and, and you know, guys will kind of laugh and then they look at their wife expecting them to have the answer. Well, to me, that would say that 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 they're in a place where they're kind of accepting what it is, which I'm not saying you aren't to do, mm-hmm. but there's a different place in having a, a, a conscious and um, an intentional relationship. Just because someone's had this experience at 30 doesn't mean someone's going to have that mm-hmm. at 30. I remember when my kids were young and everyone talked about terrible twos. And I thought, uh, <laughs> no way in hell I'm calling it that. I called it the terrific two. I called it the terrific twos. And then everyone said, wait till you get to the teen years. I said, oh, the teen years are going to be like phenomenal. It's going to be a whole lot of energy, but it's going to be phenomenal. So to me, my thought is let it be because we only have now. So whether I've been married one day or, or 5,000, I have today. Today is what matters. It doesn't matter if it's year 30 or year 10 or year five. Today matters. What am I offering today? And if today is incredible, 
then when I get to your 5, 10, 30, 40, 50, I'm going to say it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea I could love someone so much. I had no idea I could get through so many problems right. with somebody so well. But there's the place of what are you offering? What are you bringing? What are you creating with your partner? Or what a lot of people do is they kind of take each other for granted. It works really well. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, good, we're good roommates. We're good partners. We, we do life together well. And I hear that. I'm like, awesome. You want to have fun? Do <laughs> you want to feel alive? <laughs> and the people who are like, yeah, mm-hmm. those are my people. Those are my people. A lot of couples get to marry, uh, get married because they feel like that, oh, I'm a certain age, I should be married right now, so they get married. And it's almost like they walk into the relationship predicting that, okay, even if we get divorced, it doesn't matter, I got married. Uh, it's couples like, because I'm a mobile DJ and I do a lot of weddings, I, of course, I'm worried about every single couple that I spend music for because I want them to last forever. Yeah. What a silly reason to get married. Yeah, but they do. They do. It's such a huge commitment. It's so hard and it's also so beautiful. I can't imagine. Well, it depends what you want in a marriage. If you want to be married because you want to be married, then good for them. And then the expectations or the thoughts or their ideas of what marriage are going to be are going to be different. We got married. Mm -hmm. I had a couple that came to me and they, they believed it was very honorable to not get divorced. The way they treated each other was horrid. It was horrid. And so I said to them, that piece of paper is not more important than the way you treat each other. The reason that you're saying it's honorable to stay married is not because of the piece of paper. Right. It's because of the intention and the vow that goes with it. Mm -hmm. So don't stay for a piece of paper stay because you're committed to caring and loving and honoring the other person. And I think there's lots of layers to why people get married. I would hope before you do, you've had some really beautiful talks with your partner. I talk about having a mission statement as a couple. I think it's a beautiful thing to have. Who are we as a couple? What do we represent? Why are we even doing this? And I know when we'd have a big decision to make in our life, I would go look and see if it fits the mission statement. And if it was way off, I'm like, we can't do it because this is going to take us to a whole different place. But really, businesses have it. Why don't you have it in your relationship? I mean, if people want to get married casually, go ahead. That's up to them. Um, But it's important to understand what it is that you're wanting out of your relationship, what you're wanting to offer your partner and what that looks like. And to me, those are important conversations. Every month I would sit down with my kids, my husband and say, okay, let's 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 do a little report card. How are we emotionally? How are we mentally? How are we spiritually? How are we physically? Yep. How are we financially? How are we socially? And we'd look at it. Where are we blowing at? Where are we really good? Yeah. Because if you're not kind of tracking yourself, you're you're gonna you're gonna end up somewhere and then say, Oh Lord. How did this happen? That's what I hear so much. I, you know, I woke up and it was just my roommate next to me and like, yeah, they're my roommate, but and I think, where were you when you laid down your head? Yeah. All those 30 years. Every day is a chance to love. And we want it. So 
why are we so, so short-sighted at offering it? It's such a beautiful experience to say, I love you. I had an awareness a couple of months ago. I reached out to my daughter, very close to both of my children. And I said, I realize I'm not receiving your love as deeply as I can. She said, well, mom, that's huge. What happened for you to figure out that? And I said, nothing. I've just realized I can receive love deeper than I'm letting myself. And I bet I can give love deeper than I've been letting myself. She said, am I going to feel it? I said, yeah. (laughs) So when we get together, I look in her beautiful, beautiful blue eyes, and she just looks at me in mine, and we kind of go, like, (laughs) Yeah, it's beloved. Yeah, Yeah. it's beloved. And I don't know, to me, why would you not want to get to a place of belovedness with your partner? Right. You've got to come back to this show, doctor. You've got to come back to this show. I'd love to. Okay. I'd love to. You'd be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it.